You're listening to Mindfulness Mode. I'm discovering myself more. I'm spending more time meditating. I'm spending more time finding my strengths and finding my weaknesses and then strengthening myself. Hey, Mindful Tribe, I'm pleased to bring you this special episode today with my friend, Manika Sawyer. I think you're going to enjoy it. And hey, if you need a chance to talk to somebody, if you're just feeling kind of like, oh man, I'm cooped up here, I'm locked in, I really need to talk, I'm here. Mindful Tribe, I mean it. There's no pressure, there's no cost. Just go to mindfulnessmode.com slash I need to talk and we'll jump on a call and we'll chat and uh, there's no pressure. That's just totally a relaxing talk. So mindfulnessmode.com slash I need to talk and now sit back, relax and enjoy today's episode. Mindful Tribe, I'm sure that you've been going through some challenges these days, but today is a day where we're going to talk about what we can do to move through those challenges and move into a state of bliss. And I have the person with us to take us there. And that is the one and only Monika Sawyer. Monika, how are you? I am so good. Thank you for having me on the show again, Bruce. It's always so lovely to see you. Yeah, it's always great to see you too, Monika. And I can't wait to talk to you about all of the things that we're going to talk about. And, you know, you are all about bliss. That's your book. I have your book, Choose Bliss, right beside me. And I know that you wrote a real estate investing book, which I read not very long ago, called Real Estate Investing for Women. And it's about how to how to increase wealth and happiness the blissful way. You are all about bliss. And I know life doesn't always dish out bliss. You know, sometimes we have some real down times and some of us, Mindful Tribe, some of us are experiencing this right now. I know that. But what does bliss mean to you? What's your definition of bliss, Monika? Yeah, thank you for asking that because people get all sorts of different impressions when they hear that word. So bliss from my perspective is a deep sense of joy and contentment and the confidence that you can handle anything emotionally that comes your way. So it's really about emotional mastery and emotional resilience. And, you know, the thing is this, you said something so key right there. We can't control what's going on in the world around us, certainly in a time like this, right? Yes. But we can always control how we choose to respond. And so bliss is about making those choices that help to support ourselves emotionally so that we're filled up, so that we can deal with challenging circumstances and we can support others as they're dealing with challenging circumstances, which is so important right now. So Monika, if I'm sitting here right now and I'm thinking, man, I'm stressed. I'm stressed because of money. I'm worried about the virus. I'm worried about all these things. What can I do in the next 15 minutes to bring some bliss into my life? Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, I have what I call creating a bliss moment. <laughs> and this is something you could do any, it's like takes literally a minute and it, you can do it anytime. So that's the very first thing that I would do. So what that looks like is it's a stop, drop and breathe. So what you do is if you're stressed out, usually it's because there's some 
story happening in your mind, right? There's some chatter that's happening in your mind that's creating that emotional stress. So the very first thing is to stop that chatter. So I'll do something like, I'll just say, what do you got? Stop. So then I'm, I do an interrupt, right? Mm-hmm. And then drop down into your heart. So you go from your mind to your body. Take a couple of really nice deep breaths. Feel that breath go all the way down to the back of your belly button. So really nice deep breath in through your nose, Mm. out through your mouth. Do a couple of those. And you feel your body and your mind relax, right? And now move forward towards whatever it was that you were having to deal with. You move forward from this space of sort of feeling list out a little bit, right? Now, I will say that when there's so much going on, not just in your own internal life, but out there, sometimes it's hard to, to connect with that, right? So try it two or three times. If that doesn't work still, what I would recommend is the next step, which is as you take that deep breath in a couple of times in and out, the, after the third one, shoot that breath down into the ground Imagine that you have roots and those roots wrap around something really yummy in the earth. So um, maybe it's a tree um, root, maybe it's gold, maybe it's a ruby, you know, something that you can visualize and imagine is something that will be uh, fulfilling for you to have yourself connected to that. So this is just a basic grounding. Again, it takes 30 seconds but it can really help you to get out of that headspace of stress, release the emotions associated with that, and ground yourself and bring you back to the present moment. Because really, right now, it's about living in the present moment, not all the stuff going around, uh, going on around us. Does that make sense? Yeah, it really does make sense. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, it's, it's just everywhere like on social media, it's in the news, and everywhere you you go, you're just hearing about this situation. What can we do to uh, maybe not hear about it so much? Yeah, thank you so much for asking that. Stop listening to the news. So I had, and, and you know what? The news is providing us a lot of good stuff, and social media is too. But I was getting all these texts from people, you know, saying, Monica, did you hear this? Did you hear this? And the reality is, no, I wasn't hearing those things because I have a few rules about how I'm managing my own emotional state right now. I use the news for the information to keep me and my loved ones safe, not to get me riled up. So I check the news in the morning for like five minutes and I check the news at night for five minutes. So I go through the headlines. I look at the headlines that are relevant. And this is true on social media too. I look for what is relevant that I can use, right? Um, And the rest of it all just gets completely eliminated. I'm consciously doing that. And it's tempting sometimes, right? Because there are really cool headlines, right? Um, That can create a a feeling of drama in us and we want to read them, right? Yes. Don't do that. So really restrict your exposure to news and social media to things that are going to be uplifting or useful, not things that are going to cause you stress because there's an opportunity for stress everywhere. And if you're constantly checking, you're going to have that coming in all day long, right? Because the headlines, even if you don't read the article, the headline can still cause you stress. So if you look at that 20 times, 
you're going to experience the stress, whether you read the article or not. So I have strict rules about when I'm allowed to look at the news and I only focus on that, on the things that are going to be useful for me. I think that's such great advice. Have boundaries and be very, mm -hmm. very definite about them with yourself. I know mm -hmm. I stopped watching television news about maybe six years ago, something like that. I have actually started watching it more recently since since the pandemic because I want to be aware of what's going on but I take your advice I watch it very briefly and then shut it off and I do have mm -hmm. one podcast that I listen to which is a it's created locally here and it's a podcast about what's going on in our area and it's not about drama it's not about clickbait it's just telling what's going on. And so I do check in with that sometimes. But I really appreciate your advice, Monica, because, you know, it can be absolutely overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And then once you set those boundaries, then you can make a, a concerted effort to find bliss, like you absolutely. described. And I love that. Now, is meditation part of your method of finding bliss? Absolutely. Absolutely. But I'd like to backtrack really quickly, if you don't mind, to, to social media. Sure. Is that okay? Yeah, of course. So I am fortunate to be a part of a lot of social media groups, and I'm sure you are too, that are really focused on creating joy mm -hmm. or creating support during this time. And one of the things that I found is that even in these groups, there are a lot of people that are like, did you hear this in the news? Or I've heard this or whatever. And so what I would start to do is search for good stories and I would post them. But eventually people think that they're helping each other by, by saying all the crazy things that this person did or that person did, right? Eventually I would say into each group, listen, here's the truth. I'm experiencing bliss even right now. This is how I'm doing it. But the constant reminders of the things going wrong take away from it for me. I would love to continue to engage in this group, but we really need to change the conversation because it's a global community. Our responsibility is to create a conversation worth listening to. Are you in? And I actually got kicked out of a couple of groups, which is fine by me because they're not my people then. Right. Right now, I need a lot of support. But I would say, so I was part of 10 groups. I got kicked out of two. Eight of them, the complete conversation changed. So just understand, you have control. You can be that voice and that light that raises the conversation to something worth listening to. Right? Right. And those conversations can get dragged down so quickly if you don't mm -hmm. speak up and say something, can't they? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So I just wanted to put that in. I'm glad you said um, that. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. So meditation, is it a part of bliss for me? Absolutely. And I do meditation a few different ways. First of all, I just want to say Bruce was on my show and I'm going to be releasing his show in a couple of weeks. He did a meditation on my show that was to die for. I've been listening to it every day. <laughs> <laughs> so that might be worth listening to. It's Real Estate Investing for Women is the podcast. Um, and I'll be dropping it next week. But anyways, so just so meditation is so awesome. That meditation that you did was absolutely amazing. I do meditation in a couple of other ways too. 
I have an internal smile meditation that ah, I do. I like that. Um, and I do that pretty consistently. It keeps a smile on my face. Um, and I do walking meditations. So I have to walk the dog every day, right? So when I go out and I'm walking the dog, I turn it into, because he's small and very slow. He's a little bit older, right? So you can't do this with a like a hyperactive dog. But with mine, I go with my cute, sweet, you know, slow dog. (laughs) And we walk and I watch everything. So I'll feel the texture of the air on my face. Like, is it, is it breezy? Is it still? Is it warm? Is it cool? I feel the weight of my foot touch the ground, right? Do I start heel and roll or was that a flat step or I'm really conscious of that. I watch my dog and his little goofy antics and allow myself to smile at the goofy antics rather than taking them for granted because I see them every day, right? Listening to the cars going by. Um, I know that that doesn't sound meditative, but it's another sensory experience that makes me more aware of the, the, the world around me, right? So, We can utilize any activity as a meditative experience, just focusing on my breath, noticing if I'm going faster or slower, right? Feeling my dog's leash in my hand, really slowing down. And I think that at this time, multiple meditations is really important to keep me blissful. So I do a meditation, like a a guided meditation, my smile meditation or your meditation that you gave me. And then I, whatever I do a walk, I will um, do kind of a walking meditation too. I also do a dancing meditation, similar thing, but I'm meditating all the time to keep myself balanced. Wow, that's that's amazing. You're meditating all the time. No wonder you seem so so calm and so grounded. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can't do it while I'm working, right? Yeah. <laughs> but maybe four times a day, I'll take that five, 10 minutes to, to like you say, to ground myself. Was there ever a time when you did not have bliss in your life, what was that like if there was? You know, most of my life, I didn't have bliss in my life. Um, I grew up in a very, very challenging childhood. Um, not at home. Home was my sanctuary. But out there in the world, I was one of those children that was bullied horrifically. Oh. Really horrible things happened all the way from when I was a little child with the nickname, please forgive me for this, but my nickname was Shitface, um, all the way to being sexually assaulted twice as a teenager. So I've had really, really challenging life. But one of the things that I knew is that I did not want to live an unhappy life. And so I've always been on this kind of search for joy and bliss. Um, At one point, then I got in a car accident, I became a cripple. So I used to be a world-class dancer. I wanted to be a dancer professionally. Right after college, I was in a car accident that wasn't my fault and became a cripple. I couldn't walk for two years. And during that time, it's like all my dreams had been taken away from me. And nothing I did was going, was making it better. I got married to a wonderful guy, but you know, someone else can't fix what's going on inside of you. Mm -hmm. Um, I was crippled. I was in bed. I had fallen into a huge depression. And there was one moment, it had been about two or three years into this depression, um, 
I remember I was laying in bed. I had been in a bed for about a week and I was just desperate. And I heard my mom's voice in my head and she says, Monica, go outside and get some air. You'll feel better. And so I like, I took the covers off my head and I swung my legs off the bed. I was going to go outside and I tried to stand up and my legs were so weak. I fell to the ground. I couldn't even stand up. And so I sat there um, at the side of the bed and just sobbed. And in that moment, I prayed and I said, God, I can't keep doing it. I can't keep doing this. It just keeps getting worse. So either have mercy on me and bring me home or teach me how to live. Wow. And about a, about a, um, an hour later, a girlfriend out of the blue, I hadn't heard from her in two years, called. She heard me crying and she turned me on to her coach, who I then called that afternoon. And I have to say he saved my life because he reminded me that bliss is our birthright. Basically, what he helped me to remember is that as children, as babies, we're born in these little bundles of bliss, right? Like we're in awe of being alive and we're taking breaths and we want to learn. And there's all this, you know, all this excitement to be alive. And then somehow in life, we forget that that's how we were born to be. And so he lifted me back up and we started the journey together to creating bliss. Wow. That's a, that's a great story. And I know mindful tribe, you may be going through a rough time right now feeling like, Oh my goodness, I've lost my job or I'm worried about my business or I'm worried about my investments or whatever it is. Well, Monica, you're a real estate investor and a very, very successful one. And like I said, I loved your book, Real Estate Investing for Women. It's called Expert Conversations to Increase Wealth, Happiness, Wealth and Happiness the Blissful Way. Such a a well-written book and so much expertise in that book. But what's the expertise you would send out there today to any investors, no matter what they invested in, who are feeling the stress of the day? Mm, Such a good question. So just hold tight. You know, right now is a time where people are so scared that they're selling. They're like, I just want everything in cash. If you have good investments, hold tight, they will recover. This is the problem that happened in 2008 when when we had this huge crash. And I don't think we're going to have a similar situation this time because it's a very different circumstance. But what happened is people got so scared that they bailed. So many people bailed out of their houses when they didn't have to. They took foreclosures. They took bankruptcies. The reality is that this is a time that you may have to adjust what you're doing, but you need to hold tight to your investments. Do the contrarian thing. Rather than bailing, just hold, wait, you'll find a time to buy, and eventually things will recover. Um, Let me give you an example of kind of what happened in my own life, for instance, in 2008, which is a lesson for me now, and it keeps me stable. So in 2008, I had 10 houses, including my my dream home that I was living in, Mm -hmm. that I had just bought. So I just bought it in 2008 for a million dollars. Within three months, it lost 50% of its value. So I lost $500,000 just on my primary residence in three months. 
all of my properties eventually lost about 50% of their value. My husband also lost his job. And I was running a business of my own, which was not doing well, right? So we had some choices. We could sell. We were underwater on our loan. We could do what everybody else was doing, right? Mm -hmm. Or what we did do was we we bought a place that we could afford, which was a really, excuse me, a really crappy little place. I moved from my dream home to a crappy little place that we could afford, mm -hmm. but I rented out my dream home. So as long as you can either sustain a little bit of negative cash flow or rents can cover your, your costs, rent out your places, keep them stable, and then eventually everything will change. They will turn around. Now all of my properties are way over what they were before, including right. my dream home. And I got to move back, right. you know, yay. So that was really good. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and because we bought a crappy little place instead of renting, that place also appreciated. That doesn't mean you have to buy another place. You can rent, right? Make sure that you're taking care of yourself but remain stable. Don't make emotional decisions at this time because it can destroy you financially. Right now is the time to just rest. Just sit. Don't get, don't get overly um, filled with fear because of what, what the media is saying and what you're actually experiencing, right? It's real. I've lost 50% of, of um, I've lost 30% of my stock portfolio too, right, right now. Right, right. right? But we've got stocks that we believe in. Mm -hmm. My husband's actually cost averaging, um, uh, cost averaging in. So he's buying more stock right now. I don't think it's right the right time to do that, but I allow him to do that. I manage the real estate. Um, but I do think that we're in stocks that are going to recover re either way. So, and if you don't, if you have some really high flying stocks, okay, sell, but be careful not to get overwhelmed by what you lost because it's important. Your emotional stability around this is critical to your success. So really, really be conscious of how you're managing your stress around this stuff and understand that it's all temporary. It's always temporary market cycle. Right. So be clear on that market cycle. <clears throat> this too will pass just like when things get really high, that too passes, yes, right? That's, when that's things right. Get low. Well, I want to go back to something you said, because, you know, there's a lot of talk, at least in circles that I'm a part of, of, you know, the, the markets are down so low. This is the time to buy. This is the time to buy, you know, buy some mm -hmm. of those great stocks. So your husband obviously agrees with that, but you don't. So let's talk about mm -hmm. that. Why do you think it's not the time to buy? I think that we've got a lot more news to come. Um, if you look at, if you're an event trader, which I have been in the past, you understand that an event, your, your lowest market is going to come when the event is at its peak. So I'm waiting to see when the numbers turn as far as what, um, you know, how many more cases there are and that sort of thing, I think that will actually be the lowest point. I may be wrong. We've never had an experience like this in our economy. So who knows? David wants to cost average in. 
I'm okay with that because he's buying good stocks. I will want to wait a little bit. We'll probably cost average a little more then. So the deal is don't spend all our money right now. Right, right. Yeah. (laughs) That's what we're doing because I think we're going to see it go lower. Yeah. And and we do not know how bad things are going to get in the economy. And for how long? And for how long? And it could be months and months and months. That's something that could be a possibility. Right. I think that um, there's a special term for this, what's just happened, but there's like this fake jump in the market right now. Yes. Um, I think it's because of all the automated trading. Mm -hmm. It has nothing to do with humans and, and what's going on out there and what's real. It's all automated. And I, and prices got down. There were a lot of um, hits that happened in the market that said, buy, buy, buy. They all had these, you know, um, limits Mm -hmm. on where they were going to buy. So a lot of, a lot of the automated purchasing is happening right now, but I don't think that's real. I think that the market will be pushed back down by the reality of what's going on and the fear that's out there. These days, I think a lot of people have an entitlement kind of attitude They feel Mm -hmm. as though we need to be taken care of and the government needs to take care of us. And the government is, to a certain extent, taking care of us. But that's, you know, looking ahead in the next two or three weeks. Yes, okay, we're getting some money. I'm I'm not in the U.S., but but it's still a similar scenario. But if this Mm -hmm. goes on for months and months and months, can the government continue to take care of us if we do not have other sources of income? What is, what's the situation there, Monica? It's so hard because, yes, the government can continue to take care of us and they can go into a huge deficit. Yeah. Do we want that? Um, I don't know. I just don't know what we can really do. What I do know is... We have to take responsibility for ourselves because even if the government is taking care of us, you know, they're giving people $1,200 one time. For most of us, that's that's helpful, but it's not a lot, no. right? No, In this day and age with the cost of living, that's right. So the truth is we need to take responsibility for ourselves. And I know that that sounds scary, but this is the thing about taking responsibility, When you take responsibility, you take your power back. You now get to make choices about how you're going to respond and what you're going to do with your time, energy, and money. That gives you power. Instead of being dependent on somebody else, now you have the power. It can be scary, but can also be hugely empowering. And this is a time for all of us to take a look at what can I do today to make my life sustainable, workable, no matter what the government can't or can't do. Right. Economic challenges also offer huge opportunities that sometimes we don't realize that at the time. But certainly looking back to other economic downturns, there were many people who used that as an opportunity. What are your thoughts about using it as an opportunity? How can we do that? Yeah. So first of all, watch for what's going on in your own life. So the way that this is showing up for me is I'm completely readjusting my company and the way that I do things. Um, I'm doing everything online now, which means that I get to be home more. I'm not traveling as much. That's going to hugely lower my expenses for my business is just not traveling and restructuring the business. Um, 
I'm making myself more available online. I'm coaching more online, right? So I'm doing things that I was doing before, but just differently. So the very first thing is look at how you've been running your life so far and what adjustments can you make? You may find that there are ways to completely cut costs, which would be amazing right? Um, And going forward, those are now things that you're the forerunner in that industry that makes you more attractive to your customers, right? So that's one thing. The other thing is I will, when it's time, start investing more. So I'll get to see the long-term benefit of that. You know, just saying that there are opportunities in a time like this does not mean that you're an opportunist. Right. Right. There are people that are opportunists. So don't shy away from there are opportunities for you to grow personally and for you to take a look at the way you've been doing business and to improve that. So it's not being an opportunist. It's about being aware of ways that you can make your life better. Right. That's such good advice, because I think a lot of people think, oh, if you're making money at this time, you are taking advantage of a bad situation. Mm -hmm. And that's a negative thing. Well, it's not a negative thing to survive. It's not a negative thing to be positive about what you can do. Right, Monique? Right. And to be of service. Right. Like for me, if I'm offering coaching and things online, now I'm able to be more of service to these people that are all shut in and our lockdowns, right? So I'm not being an opportunist. I'm being more of service, right? Which then fills me up, makes me feel more blissful. I'm helping my communities. I'm also helping my own business. It's a win-win-win, right? Right, right. And, and there are a lot of businesses out there who really need people's help, you know, mm-hmm. something as simple as deliveries and, and things like that. And, and I know that our government just put a lot of money into um, kids help phone line. So they're mm-hmm. looking for people to be counselors on that phone line. I mean, look around for the opportunities out there. Right. It might be totally different from anything you've done in the past, but you know, you know, it might be something that you can really use to help other people and benefit yourself. Right. Create a new skill set, yes. right? right. Um, that you can move forward with later. Or write a book. Like you've written a number of books, right, Monika? Yeah, absolutely. Take the time to do those projects that might further your business that you haven't had the time to do. Right. Look at your numbers. Right? Like, have you, how has your budget been? Right? <laughs> Look at the numbers. Write a book. Create an online product. There's a lot of things we can do now in this downtime. Yeah, there really is. And, and how are you doing during this time, Monika, yourself? Well, so I hesitate to say this, but I'm going to say it anyways. I am completely blissed out. I just have to say, you know, my husband is home. Um, so because he's working out of the house now, so we get 24 seven together. Mm -hmm. I find that I'm more madly in love with him now than I was two weeks ago. You know, we're doing our morning walks and we're having coffee together and lunch together. Life is beautiful. I've been very fortunate that we haven't had coronavirus hit anybody. I know that my experience would be a little bit different if anybody was sick or had died yet. Um, so I know that, that those things are going to come, they come for everybody. Right. Um, and I'm preparing myself. So there's the, the, like life is blissed out. But the other thing is that I'm discovering myself more. I'm spending more time meditating. I'm spending more time finding my strengths and finding my weaknesses and then strengthening myself. Um, so that too has been 
a really blissful experience for me is to really go to do like kind of a reset and to discover all of those things about myself that I love, that I am capable of being blissed out even in this time, right? That I am able to find my voice and be strong when other people are talking all sorts of stuff that should make me feel bad, right? So I'm discovering a lot about myself. And I think um, I think this is the gift of this time is that we really get to discover who we are. And if we don't like it, make those changes because we're, we've slowed down enough to do that, you know? Yeah, yeah. And Mindful Tribe, you know, if you're looking for another source of bliss and contentment at this time, order Monika's book. Order her book, Choose Bliss. And of course, if you're interested in, in investing, order the real estate book. It's absolutely excellent. But this book, Choose Bliss, the subtitle is The Power and Practice of Joy and contentment. And it's a beautiful book. It's a quick read. And it's just, it's just a lovely book to pick up at this time, you know, to bring some bliss into your life. And uh, are there any other books or apps or anything like that that you would recommend, Monika, at this time? Really, I will say that a lot of what I've been doing right now is listening to podcasts um, that are that are helpful. And mostly it is the spiritual entrepreneur is one of them that I'm listening to. Um, there's conscious Michael Neely's Michael um, Neely's. Yes. Uh, yeah. Podcast. Oh, yeah. Consciously speaking by Michael Neely. That's a great podcast. Mindfulness mode. Yeah. Obviously, I'm listening to <laughs> right. My husband and I do read fiction together, and right now we're reading the book Becoming by Michelle Obama, oh. and that's really inspirational. He reads to me every night, and so we're reading that one, and that one is very uplifting for me. Oh, wow. So, I haven't read yeah. that book. I love Mindfulness Mode and then The Spiritual Entrepreneur by Debbie. Oh, yeah, and your podcast, Monika. Tell Mindful Tribe the name of your podcast. Real estate investing for women. Right. Um, and we do focus on the mindset and heart set required to be successful in, in investing also. So you can go through and sort of see what the different um, titles of the episodes are to find things that feel relevant to staying blissful. I've been so honored to be a guest on your podcast, Monika. Yeah, was, twice. It's yeah, been twice. so much I fun. I Yay. know. It's been great. It's been really great. Well, Monika, I think that it's been such a... A positive conversation. Even it's even though it's a time of challenge, we've had a very positive conversation about how we can bring bliss into our lives, even during times of crises. So thank you very much for being on the show today, Monika. My pleasure. I'm just honored to be here. Thank you. And of course, I don't want to forget to mention, go to your website, blissfulinvestor.com. And that's where all things Monika are found, right? Exactly. All <laughs> things Monika, blissfulinvestor.com. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for being on the show today, Monika, and all the best to you and your husband. Thank you. You too, right. Bruce. Bye now. Bye. Thanks for listening today, Mindful Tribe. And remember, giving Mindfulness Mode a review on any of the apps, on the, on the Apple app, it can be a big help for us. So 
If you don't mind spreading the word about mindfulness mode, that would be awesome. And remember also that if you feel so socially isolated that you need to talk, and a lot of us do, a lot of us need to connect with others, you can connect with me and talk with me. There's no obligation or there's no charge or anything like that. Just go to mindfulnessmode.com slash I need to talk. And you can schedule a, a little session and we'll get on and we'll, we'll talk, just you and I. Thanks so much. All the best to you. Bye now.